Hi everybody, this is a bit of a unorthodox, <laughs> unorthodox podcast episode. I did an Instagram live with my coach Lauren Zander from the Handel Group and it vanished. It vanished at the end, but like any good Boy Scout, Girl Scout, I was prepared and I was recording um, the audio. So I have the audio for you guys. And so I'm putting it up on the podcast. I understand that it was recorded in kind of a hack way. <laughs> so the quality may not be as good as traditionally, but the message was so good. And I'm glad I did have a backup of this. So enjoy this Instagram live slash podcast with Lauren Zander of the Handel Group. Right now, they are offering InnerU, which is their online coaching platform. You guys, this is the most powerful online program I have ever seen, ever even imagined. The, not only is the platform incredible, but the content is incredible. It is right now half off. You pay once, you're in for life. It's $325. So go to InnerU, as in the letter U, InnerU.coach and enter the code same two four hours seven five same two four hours seven five is the code for half off now at interview.coach so i hope you all enjoyed this instagram live slash podcast with lauren zander Hi, and welcome to the Same 24 Hours Podcast. I'm Meredith Atwood, author of the book, The Year of No Nonsense. I'm a former attorney turned writer, speaker, and Ironman triathlete. Although right now, all I really like to do is lift weights. We all have the same 24 hours, but it's what we do in those hours that leads to our greatest health, happiness, and success. It's my goal to crack the code on a life of less nonsense so we can all make the most of our 24 hours. So let's get started. Want to tell the truth? Do you really want to tell the truth all the time? That kind of conversation is is what used to be in my head. And so anyway, fast forward a few years, literally, three years. And I've had Lauren Zander on the podcast several times. And she's kind of gotten in my head (laughs) at this point. And it's been very interesting, the process that we have um, gone through in just a month. And so Lauren has just popped on. I will add her. was just getting a running start. like to be ahead of the game. So hopefully that will work. And here we are. Yay! How are you? I am trying to get my head not to be down. I know, you start out good and then you split the screen. You're like, oh, I gotta, I gotta get like this. Got it. I think it needs a little. Is that good? Yeah. Go back a little. All right, hi. <laughs> hi, hi. Hello, my dear coach. How are you? I'm doing great. Good, good. Yeah. So I was getting a running, leaping head start before you got on, just kind of telling some people the backstory. But everyone, this is Lauren Zander. She's the co-founder of Handel Group. And for those playing along at home the last four weeks, she's messed up my world <laughs> in all the good ways. So yay, um, messing up worlds. Yay, messing up worlds. And we were just going to pop on here and share some of the latest findings. <laughs> 
But um, so one of the reasons I wanted to have Lauren on is because she has an amazing new program called Inner You, and we will talk about that. It's life-changing. I'm putting a lot of my life clients through it too. And so it's a huge discount right now. And I want you guys to know about that on the front end, and then we'll mention it on the back end as well. But in Meredith Atwood news, um, let's talk about parents. <laughs> because I have two of them. And it's been really interesting um, over the years, kind of growing up and learning to grow up and, and having sort of this childish nature about myself and, and kind of a brat and all of these characteristics. But anyway, a couple of weeks ago, I had a really powerful conversation that with my parents that sort of was born, that was definitely, most definitely born out of coaching with Lauren. And it was such a great conversation with the two people who raised me and brought me into this world. And I thought we could talk about that sort of relationship today because I was so surprised um, and delighted at the outcome of it. And you can say, I told you so, but (laughs) let's talk about parents. And family. Let me turn this so, light down. So when I get a person to face themselves deeply so they could take over their inner dialogue, their wiring, really so you can achieve dreams that matter to you, that you design yourself, right? So once you get, I make people dream in 12 different areas. I make you face what are you, what's your life for? Right. And I want your life to be for dreams. And then I'm breaking you into your inner dialogue because the voice in your head or the voices in your head told you, you can't have that. You're not good enough. You're that or whatever the hell that voice is saying. And then what are we going to do about that voice? Because it's what's between you and your dreams. That's where I begin. And then one of the things I deal with right off the bat is your personality traits. And where I get you to get them from is your parents, ha ha ha, or whoever raised you. And that is your epigenetics, your epis is the joke I make. <laughs> and then that combines, so you have your dreams, 12 areas of life. You have your traits, their marriage traits, their raising you traits, how they handle all those 12 areas are informing you whether you like it or not, know it or not, face it or not. You did not come up with what you're reacting to or what you're even doing right now fully, right? Unless you know where you came from, you don't know why you're reacting. You don't have a choice. You're just, because your dad lost all his money, you decided you needed to be an accountant. You've been an accountant your whole life. You don't like it. You never have, but boy, are you a good one. (laughs) Why? Because your father who's dead lost his money now you're 53 and an you're accountant. a great accountant you have plenty of money but you're not happy you're not thriving what do you do now right so that's like where that come from we're not trying to blame your parents we understand that but for many of the ways we live we don't have to end up compensating for it our whole lives unless it really makes us happy so I go into your your guts, right? I go into the guts, and obviously one of the main guts I have to go into are your parents because they gave birth to you. And as crazy as this sounds, I think it's a much better way to look at your parents like your soul, yes, you have one, picked 
those parents on purpose, even though you don't, you weren't there at the party, you don't remember, but I'd rather think of myself as picking my parents to have the very life I have with the dilemmas I have as what I'm here to solve for, evolve for. And that's a way to love where you came from versus, oh, how did I get stuck with these people? <laughs> right? And so then if you get over you to get stuck with anybody, these are your God-given, soul-given choice, then rather than going, I'll survive, right? What if you found out that thriving comes from profoundly loving and knowing your parents, forgiving them and doing the work together. Scary. And I don't need them to read my book to do the work with you, just so you know. What if your parents aren't here? What if, what do you do then? Um, you wish, sorry, that's a bad joke, right? Like your parents are, are with you. My grandparents are still with me. If I, I could write a letter just as real to my alive parents as to my dead parents. Obviously, if your parents are alive, that's really hurry up, right? Because that's more interesting for you and more alive for them and gets a lot more done on this side of karma, not on that side, right? But um, I help people resolve everything with their parents, whether they're alive or dead. I still think they're with you. Yeah, they're totally with you because part of what the work that you do is is traits, like working through traits, listing your parents' traits, positive and negative, how they show up in you, positive or negative. And yeah, so they totally are with you. <laughs> so let's talk about traits because that was a big one for me. I know our first call, um, I had done my homework, which listed out the, the negatives in my parents, and God love them. They're on Instagram, so they will hear this, but it's nothing we haven't said before, um, which is good. Um, but the negative traits that I've, I noticed in my dad, you, you know, he does this, how this shows up in me, I don't do this. And the first call we had, you were like, you are exactly your father. <laughs> and I was like, no, but you're right. And yes. but the, like, so what do we do with that? The traits that we determine are just the worst in these people that have raised us and we will never do these things again, or we haven't done them. How are they showing up? Cause they are. I'm not into worst or best or good or bad. I'm like goody bag kind of a person, which is yeah. Like you didn't, ask you don't remember asking for anything that came in the bag of you right i did not ask for brown hair i didn't ask as far as i know i didn't ask but in but if you take the assumption you did i'm a woman i'm like this is what i'm great at this is what i suck at positive light dark like there's no value in hating traits as a matter of fact, I love my dark side now that it's not running my life. It mm -hmm. used to run my life. It ran my life. And I pretended it didn't. And then I did my own book work, which is I made my biggest lie list you ever saw. And I went back and resolved every lie or every question or anything I didn't know about my parents, their marriage, their history, my, like, I put, I like through all the pieces of the puzzle down and fell in love with my whole life the good the, like all of it 
And so my proposition is not to resent or it's all about love and forgiveness and acceptance. And there are many things you can change when you don't resent, avoid, regret, lie, right? And so I'm really an evangelist on the side of it's all good, right? We got to fix it all, right? We got to deal with it all. No need to be mad at that daddy. You pick that daddy. He's the perfect daddy so that you can evolve for your daddy in honor of your daddy. Anything that didn't work about him, you are his replacement. Like my three kids are David's and my replacement. Right? I went for an extra. (laughs) Right? So those kids get the good and the bad. They get everything from me and their vantage and how they're going to deal with it. And I would, of course, want them to be able to talk to me about everything. As long as they're not coming with a baseball bat to blame me for why they're not married. They're not rich. They're not like... The problem with traits and people owning their traits is that you want to use them to blame, not use them to honor yes. and own and accept and forgive. So I'm that creature. For those of you who are just joining, since we have a lot more people now, this is Lauren Zander, co-founder of the Handel Group, my coach and um, shaker-upper of my life over the last month. Mm-hmm. So. Very exciting. Um, One of the things I love about the Handel Method is the idea that we are here to evolve our lineage, not, and you just, you just said that, but to make it better, not to be like, I'm never, screw my lineage, because what good does that do? Because you can't, right? (laughs) Well, there's something so profound and spiritual to respect that you come from the beginning of time. Hmm. Like we were, we all date back, like we're, we're it, right? Every single last one of us, wherever we are, you know, dates back to original blood, right? Like we're all here for what purpose? And then, well, there's an open page, right? You can say whatever you want with that next (laughs) truth. Yeah. Oh, you froze up. Come back, Lauren. Oh, there you are. I'm here. Right. So, and my... Advantage, my what I'm selling people is love being human, love yourself, learn to love yourself, face yourself, know yourself, deal with your dark side, deal with your parents, deal with your personal pollution, right? Deal with you. The more you deal with you, the happier you'll be in the world, the better the world will be. Yeah. One right? of- and so I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a dealer, right? Like I'm trying to deal people, forgive, love, accept, change, and do it themselves. You're just dealing this joy and I don't know how to deal with that because my dark side is so very great and has been running my life for so many years. As you we, and everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk real quick. What What is our dark side? What are you talking about when you say our dark side? Um, negative inner dialogue. Anything that says you can't, you won't, you shouldn't, you're not, they're not, it's not, it never will, it's wrong. Anything that judges in a resentful, superior, or inferior, feels inferior, feels resentment, dark feeling. So the dark side is anything that you're ashamed of thinking, that you wouldn't say out loud, that you wouldn't show anybody you were doing, things you, you know, your porn habit, your cookie habit, your drinking habit, your I just thought to say this 
to my husband habit, right? Like the things you will not share that you're, that you don't want anyone to know because you'd get in trouble for them or you don't respect them. So the dark side is the, you know, people call it the shadow. Yeah. It's always there. And for a lot of us, it's running us. And I was being really run by my dark side. And my dark side is really wanting to run me again. Uh Welcome to the machine, right? Like that's my line is fight the real war. Inner peace. Mm. Right? There's a real dark and light war. And just so you know, light's really not very strong. It has a lot of power once you start, right? Like one candle can light up a whole room of dark, right? One tell the truth, one conversation, one day of a diet, one run, right? Can make you feel like you can do it the next day too. Like one does a lot. Like the beginning of changing does a lot of good, but it is hard to beat the dark. Especially yeah. if you've been successful at it for so long, pretending you're not. And that was me. I mean, I was I was a, a good girl, so I developed a really great dark side that no one knew. And so part of the healing with my parents was during this phone conversation, I had my list of lies that I had told them or that involved them, um, including omissions, and I read it to them. And it was so funny because my mom, I start, I said, okay, now I'm going to read you all the lies I've ever told you. And her, I swear she broke out in a rash, <laughs> like her chest got real spotchy. And, and so I started reading them and they kind of started laughing at me because some of them were so not a big deal. Um, but they were a big deal in my mind because I had built them up so big. And one of them was I flushed my allergy medicine down the toilet for years. And my mom was like, why would you do that? And I'm like, I just didn't like it. And she's like, okay. And like, we moved on from it. But you know, had I been eight and caught flushing my medicine down the toilet. So I was like trapped in the eight year old flushing my medicine. But in telling them all of this, after I was done, my, it was my mom or my dad said, is, is that all? are there more? And I said, no, no, that, that's all of them. And, and they said, well, we thought there was going to be a lot worse. That that's okay. And it was so funny because I had built it up so big in my head and the acceptance and the love that came out of that conversation, I could not have told you that that would happen. And I could not anticipate how the, the weight that came off of me, just gone. And, and one of the things too, for anyone that's read my book is my relationship with my dad was really strained for a lot of reasons. And the conversation that I was allowed, I was able to have because of this was I want to have an adult relationship with you guys. I want to love you as humans, as my parents, but not as a parent child. And like, let's just be cool going forward. And they loved that. They were so glad. <laughs> like they were glad to not have to parent me anymore, apparently. And I was glad to not be parented because I'm 40. And so it was, it was big. So any of you out there that that sounds like the worst possible thing for you to do, it's really not. It was really awesome. But yeah, I've been doing, I've been making people every client. Like I don't, I have never had a client. I didn't make do the tell the truth. I mean, everything 
that you've been hiding since you were a little kid, right? All the way to what you're scared of talking about now or what, like, just like no war, no fight, just turn it all over and set you and them free from thinking that these lies were because for them or for you or for a reason or any need rather than an act of love, like right. true love of, and no one knows how good it feels to be free with your parents. And if I even told you, it's going to feel fantastic, right? Like if I even tried to sell it to you, right? Like, wait, I've spent my life thinking they're jerks, so I don't have to have intimacy, love, get forgiven, forgive them, and deal with it. Like, wait, my plan is very short. Your plan is about love. No, they won't. They won't be loving. They'll be right. So then you build a big bad wolf into the story so that you can stay home. Little Red Riding Hood. Right. So it's like a whole plot that I blow up. Right. And it also allowed me in my mind to continue my blame, my anger, my bad behavior. This is the reason I do all this stuff is because of those people back in Savannah, Georgia. And it, that was the unconscious that was just like, well, if I make that right, then whose fault is anything? It's mine. <laughs> I don't want it to be yeah, my no, fault. And then what happens is the more you become deeply honest versus pretending you're perfect, you find out that the vulnerability and the intimacy and I don't have my shit all together and this is where I am becomes so fun and interesting and lets them tell stories and share about their parents and right like it just goes to a place of current reality not this continuum of something yeah it's profound and it will not happen in your head and because you decide you want to change. It literally is like you don't know what it's like to have a baby till you have one. I swear. <laughs> right? Like it's one of it's a rite of passage. Yeah. Right? If you don't do it, you didn't do it. And trust me, it will work with dead parents completely. And then what I have you do is I have you go through the whole process, write the whole letter, write the whole lie list, and then find an aunt, find a sibling. Find someone who represents your parents as well as it can be represented to you. Could even be your kid or your husband. And channel them into the room. Like, okay, so I'm going to bring my mother into the room. This is because she's been, you know, my mom, right? You, you, we are amazing at using our imagination. And we haven't even begun to play with it. Because we're so busy being fixed as the way we are and being good people. Trapped. Right, that we are not spiritual, not religious, but like like learning what we can cause and playing with ourselves. Yeah, yeah. Pun, pun intended. Pun intended. And one of the things that came out of the conversation with my mom is after I shared all my lies, she said, I have something I want to say to you. And I was like, <laughs> oh, no. And I almost broke out in a rash, you know. And she had this, and I'm not going to share it. It's not my story to tell. But it was, it was something that had been bothering her that I did to her seven years ago that I didn't even remember. And she had been stewing 
just like, bah. and, and I said, well, gosh, mama, I don't remember that, but I'm awfully sorry. And, she, and she felt better. And I mean, it's just amazing. Now I keep waiting for them to call me and, and tell me some stories. They haven't yet, but, um, I did talk to one of my, uh, my great uncle who was my grandfather's brother. And I learned some of my other lineage from that side of the family. I had, there was some murder. There was some like uh, kleptomania. Wow. My my great great grandmother would they would go drinking and shopping, and shopping meant stealing. <laughs> and so you start to learn this stuff, and it's funny because I have always wanted to steal things. I I'm just a good girl, but like even now when I go into the grocery store, I'm like I just want to lift that. Like I want to put it in my pocket, and I've never once stolen anything, but I have this really great desire to take something that's not mine. And I'm like, oh my awesome. gosh, it's my great grandmother. It's in my, it's in my genetics. Epis. It's the Epis. <laughs> the it's the Epis. Yes. So funny. I really, really, really understand. Yeah. Yeah. And so Lauren and I had a session earlier today and I don't know how it came up, but I said, I don't have fun. I'm not fun. I don't, I mean, maybe I am fun. I don't know. Maybe not. I don't have fun. I don't know how to have fun. Um, is that a problem? Check yes or no. And so fun is a four letter word for me. Why? <laughs> Why don't I have fun? Why don't people have fun? Because you're, it, it, some people have too much fun, right? It is. So fun is, is a trait, an ability to be funny, have fun, relax, enjoy yourself, right? Like you're great at leisure. You're great at sitting for hours and reading a book. I can right. do that. That's fun. Right. I do that. So that that is one way of fun. So, right. And then if you have children, right, there's how do you have fun with your kids is how do you have fun with your husband? How do you, when you have to have fun with how do you have fun at work? Right. What, like, how do you make fun? So I really have fun doing everything I'm doing. I really do. I actually don't do anything that I did fun for me. Right. And I like to work and I like to right. I make things fun or I learn how to have fun. And what is fun is really being getting being excellent at it, like playing, laughing, like whatever. So, again, you need to define what it would be to have fun in your life all the time. And then the next thing I make a person do is write the scale from one to ten. I love creating you making how you get better yourself. Right. So, and then I'll do one to three is I'm annoyed. I have to work hard. I have to really deal with everyone and everything and everyone is in my way. And if I could just get everything clean enough, best enough, like, like, no, your main agenda is not fun. It's organized. Organized <laughs> is intense. Right. Yeah. Right. So there, there's like, what's operating is a trait that's operating and you want to, dial that trait down and bring a new trait into existence, right? So when you start to understand traits or inner dialogue and you can shut one down, you can turn one up or you can invent one that you don't have at all, hmm. right? Like I want to be more ambitious. I want to be funnier, right? Like there's nothing you can't develop as a human. Some things come natural to people. So what, right? You want like, you can develop any trait. I didn't say you could go be an MBA player. <laughs> there are things you are not going to be able to do, right? It's true. 
But there are many personality things you would love to have, you can have, and you can also lose some. That's what we teach. Yeah. And losing yeah. them is super interesting because I've got, and I think you call it going to war on a trait that you want to fix. And so one of the ones that I've been working on is anger. I'm very angry. I'm angry at everything. Everyone, every, my whole thing is, is coming from a place of deep seated rage. And, um, <laughs> so, and I am a yeller. I learned that there are two voices and or two volumes of speech and it's, speaking at this and screaming at the top of your lungs to be heard. And so my, one of the things that Lauren teaches and hand and NRU teaches is promises and consequences. If you want to change something, you have to make a promise. And if you do the, don't do the promise, you have a consequence. And so one of mine is if why I, why do we put in a, why do we put in a consequence? Um, because you got to have skin in the game. You got to pay the piper when you don't do the thing you say you're going to do to build your personal integrity, to show example. Okay, that, no. No. Yes and no. Yes and no. Yes. Trick question. Yes. No, no. It's yes, that's really true, right? Like it puts skin in the game, you mean it. But here's what I removed. Most human beings rely on guilt and feeling bad as a way to pay the piper. I didn't go work out today. I feel calm all out my mouth. Versus, I didn't work out today, I don't get any cream in my coffee tomorrow or any sugar tomorrow. Fuck. Right? So, <laughs> it's so you literally pay the bill without being an emotionally abusive to yourself. Right? You, you create, like if you're late with your taxes, you just owe more money. Right? It's not, right? If you go years, it's going to be a problem. But you still just owe a check in years. Right? Like it's not like, right? They're not coming to arrest you right they eventually they will right <laughs> so so what's happening is that I, I'm creating a system that if you really mean you want to keep that promise only if you want to do it you would put in a consequence so you don't shame yourself hate yourself be mad that you can't and really make a choice that so one of my easy examples is I want to meditate twice a day this is not true right now, but I wanted to do meditation six weeks in a row, twice a day. I was working with Emily Fletcher and I wanted to try it, right? I've done meditation for years and this was like, let's try, right? So no coffee till I meditated and no screen time at night till I meditated. Guess who meditated twice a day religiously, right? I did because I do, I knew exactly what to implement to get me to keep a promise. Then when I came home late at nine o'clock, right, from an event, I didn't go on the screen, and no, I didn't meditate. Choice, right? That's sex instead, right? <laughs> I checked a different box, right? <laughs> yes, I need a sex promise. Yeah, yeah. Right? And so, like, the promise I made around the anger thing is if I raise my voice to my children, then they get a dollar for each occurrence. And I would rather do anything than pay my children cash money because I feel like they have enough. And so it's re and, and having them enforce it, when I raise my voice, they're like, yes, please give me a dollar. It, it's perfect. I, and I've, there was about six days where I paid out <laughs> repeatedly. It's, it's the, and then as someone who has older children now that, that had a jerk jar that, and I can, 
I, 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 I like yelling too. Um, yes, I come, my mother was like a violent yeller. She never had to hit me. She, poor Beth, got a few violent acts, but I had none. She just could like, all she needed to do was head for pretending, like coming up the stairs. <laughs> right? And I would like to start crying, yeah. right? So she was able to be violent with very little violence, right? And so I know exactly how to hit the tone that'll scare the living bejesus out of any of my little puppies, right? And so my, I, I had the rule, it's 20 bucks if I get hot. Right? I'm not allowed to ever get hot with anyone. There's no yelling. There's no screaming. There's no losing my shit. Yeah. And anyone who hears me lose my shit gets 20 bucks. Everyone. The whole oh. Room. So a room of five. You're out. Yeah. The nanny will get 20 bucks. Anyone who got can it. hear me be an asshole will be paid. Yeah. Right? And then it got to the point where I'm like, everyone get prepared to make some money. <laughs> like, I couldn't even do it without being funny right, right? And like the, like and then what it does is it taught my children that i am not some superior on a pedestal don't have issues don't need to make promises pay my consequences they right so it made us honestly all alike yeah and then they could call me out on stuff. And then when I called them out on stuff and got a promise with a consequence from them, it wasn't like right. some dominating feature. It was like humaning together. And then if and, we, it, and now that I have older kids, it, it really worked all the time. Right, right. And I know you have to go, but like that's how we don't have I don't think I do. You don't? You, don't? you have more? You have an hour? I have a, I had an hour. <gasps> I thought we I had 30 minutes. I was speeding. You can get rid of me. No, no, no. You oh. can get rid of me or you can have me. For oh, my goodness. Well, I wouldn't have gone so fast. Um, but, <laughs> but what's so interesting is if you're modeling that with your kids, right, then they're not going to have to have a conversation with you 40 years from now or they tell all their lies because you're already doing it. <laughs> you're already having that sort of life. Yeah, no, no, no. My kids know all my secrets, all my lies, all my drug habits, all my sex habits, they know everything. There, there really isn't some mommy on a pedestal. There really isn't, you know, there, it, I am not perfect. I'm not trying to be perfect. I'm not, I'm, I just want my kids to tell the truth really is all I care about is that they're not scared to tell the truth and they're not gonna get in trouble if the truth comes out, because the truth is usually awful. Yeah. Right? Did you do your homework? <laughs> right. Did you clean your room? Did you brush your teeth? Does anybody know how many times you've gotten the right answer, not the honest answer? <laughs> right? right? Have you ever felt the toothbrush after you looked at the kid and said, can I smell? Ugh, <laughs> I don't want to smell. I do that. I'm like, for those just joining, this is Lauren Zander. She's the co-founder of the Handel Group and my coach, and we are having great conversations about all the things. Um, one of which, interesting about the kids, and I think I heard this on a podcast that you were on, um, maybe with your niece, or, or I guess it was your niece. You were out with your sister, your niece told a lie, and you said, I'll give you a dollar right now if you tell the truth. And I thought that was so great incentivizing the truth because if they tell the truth, they think they're going to get in trouble. 
And if instead you give them, <laughs> give them money to tell on themselves, I've done that a few times and it's very interesting, the reaction. They're like, oh, okay, I'll give you, I'll, I'll tell the truth for five bucks. Yeah, no, no, no. We are inclined to lie. We pretend we're, we, we believe in integrity. We just don't have any. We think we do, mm -hmm. right? Again, when I, one of my things is, you know, love is a verb, not a noun. I think it's a noun, Lauren. I think it's a noun. I know. I've been trying to, right? I've been trying, trying. Well, you can tell, you want to tell the story about the coffee? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? You tell it. Okay, so um, part of what I do with Lauren is track my inner dialogue. Like, what is going on in my head? What am I saying to myself inside about a situation? So yesterday, um, I came in from my workout, and the coffee was not made, the second pot. Working from home, we drink three pots a day in this house, and damn it, why am I always the one that has to make the coffee? Why can't he make the coffee? Why is... And so I had this whole dialogue with why... I don't love this man because he did not make the coffee. And Lauren was like, you think love is a noun. Like you either have it or you don't. And you're going to throw out your love for a cup of coffee. <laughs> and I thought, oh, dear God. Yes. Noun to me, love to me is a thing you have or you don't because of coffee. Um, right? Like, like <laughs> Oh, my mother-in-law's on. I'm talking about your son. I don't love him because he didn't make me coffee. <laughs> Right. And, and we're conditional. Right. And so for me, the, the, the one I really like to study is that people think they have integrity. So if you have integrity and you blew off a promise, does that now make you someone who doesn't have integrity? No, I have integrity. My excuse is now really real. Like I was exhausted. So if a person with integrity like if a person thinks integrity is a noun and they always have it then no matter what you're doing moment to moment it must have integrity mm. right and so but no you really think it's a possession not something moment to moment you, you we all understand being present is moment to moment right we understand walking is moment to moment right we understand well love is not a having it just doesn't exist like a chair it's actually alive or not alive and well and something you do it's a it's a constant it's a verb right and your ability to love and be loving is not something you are either good at or bad at or have or don't have or used to have and now don't have uh-uh are you running today? Did you go for a run? Did you exercise today? That you either did or you did. It's an active thing. Yeah. So is love. So is integrity. They are moment to moment people. I can blow up my integrity with one makeout, right? Like it's been 22 years. I can blow up my whole life with one makeout session with some random human. I mean, my whole life. That's how fragile it is. That's something you have. Right. If you could blow it up in 13 seconds, right. you have it. Right. But I mean, and someone's like, oh my God, I'm not judging you. I'm like, you're totally judging me over the coffee. And look, it, I know it's terrible. First of all, like, who am I do you, that I have to have coffee? So, like, it's, but that's the inner dialogue. And before you judge, 
listen to yours for a couple of weeks and oh, see. Oh, don't ever forget <laughs> it. I mean, That's we're all doing it. Forget. I, okay. Ready for how, what a jerk my inner dialogue. If you'd like an example of how my jerk, how I'm a jerk on a regular basis, like a verb, <laughs> like a lower Too jerk. Self. Like, is my lower self, and just so you know, I am not waiting for my lower self to go away. I use my lower self at all times to give my higher self purpose. Like, what's my higher self do? It conquers my lower self every time. And that's literally how I end up in my higher self is by hearing my lower self yammer, right? So, for example, small one connected to coffee, right? So, a long, long, long time ago, David Zander and I made an agreement. I would do the dishes, especially since he did more of the cooking and more like he really did, right? Like, and he picks up everything, all slack with three kids. That's him. For real. Could I, would I? And then for some reason, I never understand. So here comes my rant, right? What the fuck is up with not being able to put the dishes in the dishwasher? Like, what's up with the waiting station? Like, why does everybody <laughs> just want to dump it in the waiting station? The waiting no what station. The, like, like, what's up with the waiting room? Like, what's the big deal? You could just open and put it down, <laughs> right? And then I'm like, no, everyone, you heard. I already have a promise. It's already my job. I could change the rules. I could talk to the kids. I could throw money at them. I could do anything I want. But you know what I picked? Like, and it's three dishes even, guys. It's not like some sick, it's not like I don't get back to the fucking sink and put the dishes, right? It's not like, wait, wait a minute, was that 13 seconds? How long did that take me? Right. I already made the agreement. I still am an asshole in my head about the whole family unit. <laughs> when I already have the agreement and I really don't mind doing it. Like, it's like, what's the big problem, right? And it's cause I just like, I really am like, what if when we wake up or many of our personalities air on the like growling shitty side, right? Anybody want to, first of all, I exercise five to six times a week for real. Anybody think I want to ever do it? Does anybody, <laughs> does anybody think I, oh my God, oh my God, like I have an extra hour. Maybe I should go work out a little bit more on the Peloton. <laughs> not one extra minute. <laughs> but I do it all. I do not cheat a rep. I do not cheat a minute. Not anymore. Do right? Yeah. Right? Oh, and trust me, while I'm on that Peloton, I need to actually coach myself that I, like, keep the promises. Yes. Right? Like, right? I have to keep those promises. I'm not, like, if I, like, I'm cheating, too. Because I think I'm generous. I'm on that damn thing, even at all. Right. Right? So, that's all lower self, mine, and I have the, and the minute I know myself, which I do, then I can make the right promise about staying in the targets. And that I don't get to get off her, right? I like it's it's very simple to catch your dark side and be your higher self. Yeah. And one of the things I we talked about last time was my desire and love of sneaking and cutting corners. And this is one of the big things I've learned that it doesn't even matter what the thing is. My default go to was how do I get around this? Like how do I 
how do I not do, and then maybe that's like the dishes, because I'm like, how do I not do this? And the stupid people, if these stupid people would do the dishes, I wouldn't have, I'm leaving. <laughs> I'm leaving this house and leaving forever. Like, that's what my head goes to. I go straight from, you didn't make the coffee, I'm packing my bags, see you in the next life. Like, that's, and to hear that, you know, judge me all you want, but that's the truth. And so when love is a noun, <laughs> that's the kind of insanity it feeds on instead of, Oh my God, that's the craziest thing I've ever heard. Just make the damn coffee, take a cup to your husband, pat him on the head and say, thanks for working so hard today. Hey, and see what happens. You know, it, that's, that's the new process. <laughs> and it's amazing. Like, what would, what would love do? Like right. what does love want to do right now? It's something no one asks. Like what would love do now? Love would have fun. Love would smile. Love would put the music on in the background. Love would bring someone else a cup of coffee. Love would find out if anybody's hungry right now. Love would, like, love just wants to be generous and give. It isn't giving to someone who... Speaking of, don't. come on in. What? Who do we got? On Instagram Live. Um, I was telling a story. He doesn't know oh. this story. This is oh, Lauren. It's, hey, Lauren. It's who I've been, have I been nice to you or what? Yeah. You, you I'm like your her. new best friend. I'm your new best friend. So I was to, actually, I did tell him this because I came in and I said, I'm telling a story in my head that we're on a, we're in a standoff about making the cup of coffee. And he was like, we're not in a standoff. I love coffee. <laughs> but you said, if you want coffee, you'll make coffee. Yeah, I make a and, lot of coffee. But in my mind, we're, we're in a standoff. In your mind, you stand <laughs> off. <laughs> Right, you're like that, you know, you got you got yeah. spice. I'm not gonna love you today. Bye. Anyway, I know you're you getting know. your clothes to work out. Go I gotta work out. Just don't work. change. It's nice to meet you. This is this very is. nice to meet you. I'm not it's change. nice yeah, to meet yeah, you. I know how video cameras work. Keep your keep your clothes on. <laughs> um, yeah, but that's that's well, what we're, we're a bunch of per humans are fundamentally a little perverted. We love <laughs> well, go ahead, take off your clothes. I'll finally go viral. We'll get put in Instagram jail if that happens. No, but it's it's just really interesting um, how the inner dialogue is so dark. And I think the first few weeks I was writing it to you, I was I don't think I was hearing it. I was kind of, I was managing it or I, or I would, I wasn't hearing it. I'm hearing it now and it's really dark and very funny. Like you think. My, yeah, and it never, just so you know, like you go, Lauren, what are you, so I'm not grappling with what you're grappling with because I grappled with getting my weight to where I wanted, getting my love to where, like how much, like I, I have many of my basics under 8.5 on a scale of 1 to 10, totally managed, love my life. But you're like, where is your inner dialogue a criminal? Oh, I still don't believe in my biggest dreams, right? Not because I don't want them, but instead of really believing in them and operating in them, I'm like, well, if I live in an if world, if this, then that, right? Which is really not what I teach, right? Yeah. If I can think whatever I want, I am allowed to live in my, right? So I am constantly hearing my negative, which isn't that dark, mm -hmm. inner dialogue, 
It's just now a little cynical, waiting, slow, doesn't believe in things, double checks even when I don't have to, what if things, right? So I have a, I have like, I sprinkled my joke or the nickname for it is I sprinkled Doom Fairy a, a little on everything to keep it not being too dreamy. Yeah, a little dose of reality. years later, I still saw dream, you know, doom my shit, right? Just a name. Lauren got me writing my inner dialogue down. I'm still working on a name. Oh, like the name of, oh, so I have a couple names. My favorite is Precious Prisoner. That is the one who is living in a home that is very nice, is taken care of, has wonderful family and love all around, but is completely trapped. A Precious Prisoner. So when I have that voice of, oh my God, you're keeping You have, to, you have to say it like the, the movie. Right, like what's, what's that? What's the Gollum, like, the Lord of the Rings, my precious prisoner. Yeah, like, um, oh my God, I'm so trapped here. Ugh. But that's what that's what I go to. That is my default inner dialogue. Escape, yeah. run, get out while you can before the coffee is made. And, just so you, and, and it's always fun to use your parents' names, right? Like, oh my God, that's my Marsha. Right, my mother's name is Marsha, right, right. Oh my God, I'm joeling you. Right, like I turn my parents' names into verbs. <laughs> right. And I have the particular one that it, right. So everyone, the, the nickname is funny. And then one of my traits that I always have a nickname for, if you ever watch the TV show Cheers, right, I can be Lilith, right, oh. which is very, like, Oh, you're going to have to leave. You're going to have to divorce him. You're going to have, like, I could make a list of everything that is about to blow up in your life. Like, and then you could go get your coffee, right? Like, <laughs> as fuck. Like, Lauren, did you even hear what you just listed that they have to do? Right? And I'm like, I thought they did this. Right? Like, no, Lauren. I just need you What does that, that mean? Ass bitch. Let's talk about the um, heart. When so, you say be in your heart, what does that mean? Yes. Okay, so I think you have a head that has a lot of, like, I have a lot of voices or locations or logic. I mean, I think I still need to, like, write the next book on all of it so I can lay it out better for people who want to go deeper and deeper into all the mechanics that I really think deserve language. But, but I teach you have a head, you have a heart, and you have a hoo-ha. Hoo-ha is what you think it is. It's what you think. And then when it's not sex for sex purposes, your hoo-ha is the cool factor, right? You really do think it's cool. Some things you think are cool, some things you don't, right? And we all admire what we think is cool. I say that comes from your hoo-ha, right? So there's a place you want to work. There's a title you want to... So there's there's your head, your heart, your hoo-ha. Your head is the bank, the resume, the, you better go to sleep on time. The, you know, the, the really the computer system that's managing the trains, that's managing where you live, what you, like things that are physical, resume, how they love, presentation, not vanity, but head, okay? And everyone should figure out the voice of their head and what it cares about the most. Then you have a heart. I don't. This is your, <laughs> no. You have a wildly developed head. head, right? 
and it shut down your heart. Truth, true story. A long, long time ago, right? And your heart definitely wants to be known. It wants to say the truth. It wants to tell everything. It wants to be appreciated for the dark, the light, the like. Your heart wants to. It's just intimate, mushy, fun, playful, contradictory, shares. Okay, it's 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 the it's the jokester. It's the deep. It's the mystery. It's it's the it's your best part, right? It's the love. It gets moved to tears. It wants to change the world. It will bake that thing at two in the morning to get to your mother, right? Like that's the heart. That's what makes humans stunning, right? And then your hoo ha. Now that's the fun part. That's like the <laughs> the sexy part. That like make sure we re, we appropriate. Like that's hot. Right. And the big mistake humans make is every time they make a decision, whether they know it or not, the backdrop of your head, your heart, your right, are all weighing in, except they have one serious mistake that they're all making, like the head, the heart, and the hoo-ha, and you are making, which is we think, we think it's a negotiation between the three over 100%. So when you go to make a decision about a job, what you're doing tonight, what does your head want to do? Wants to make sure you go to bed at 11 and really wants you to take a bath and, you know, relax. Like you need to relax and take care of yourself and eat a really good meal, right? Your heart is like, we haven't gotten late and I want to watch some TV and this could be fun and I don't want to, right? Like your heart, right? So as long as it's done by 11, right? Like that. So they're negotiating, right? How you gonna do both? You can't. You still have to read those emails, right? Like so, they all the hoo ha is like, who cares? You'll do it tomorrow. I don't give a shit. You just like come on, just watch TV. Forget the band, right? Like who even knows what they're all saying? But you don't know yourself to know your head, your heart, your hoo ha voice. It's not. And then they negotiate like there's one decision out of a hundred percent. So that's why most humans' heads override everything because it's running the show. It's smarter. That heart could be frivolous and emotional and t- say too much. The head's like, don't do it, you'll get in trouble. Right? Right. So they're negotiating in a way that doesn't get you to have 300%, like more of what you want than you know. That's a big concept, guys. I swear it's a big concept. But they're like, if you start to wonder what would your heart say now, just ask it, honey. What does my heart think? I can't find it. Where's what my heart? Head bank? Where's my heart? What is my hoo-ha thing? And hoo-ha being like, what would what would be cool? And usually you'd be amazed that the, the hoo-ha goes with the heart. Hmm. And then the head's job is to make it all happen. It's good. It's good. So good. I'm all head. I'm a big giant what? lollipop. You have to ask it to talk. <laughs> you have to get your, that would be a great practice for you. Well, when you listed off all the things the heart was. Right there, it's very fuzzy now. Oh. oh, I think we lost Lauren. Apparently I went missing and had no idea because I could still see me. Um, but the things you were listing about heart are the things that I struggle with because you said the heart is where the cuddles are and the fun and the joy. And I'm like, no, none of those things. Bad, danger, not productive, frivolous. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's where I have to really work because you know the first week we worked together you kept saying be in your heart and I'm like oh no option B please 
Um, I would really start to ask your heart to talk. What does it have to say? What does it say right now? What does it say about the movie you're watching? What does it say about looking at your kids? What does it notice? Develop your heart talking. Hmm. Ask it. Ask it what it thinks. Ask it what it would do. Ask it. Like if I ask my heart about the dishes, it tells me to put on the music and get them done. Yeah. If I ask my head about the dishes, it tells me to do it tomorrow morning when I make the coffee. Hmm. Both are good answers. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Okay, let's talk before you go about inner you. So I want you to tell everyone about it because I'll probably screw it up. But I have a discount yes, code. Someone's asking a really good question. Oh. Sorry. When an answer is a yes, your head, your heart, and your hoo-ha all say yes. It doesn't mean they get everything they want. It's like an 8.5 on a scale of one. It's like above an 8. Right? It doesn't mean you didn't have to drive there or you didn't have to, or you didn't have, right? Like there's like, each one has a little bit of a, hmm, right? So, because you're not expecting only 10s. Of course, they're not only 10s. It's really in the 8s. But you're, everyone's happy. And that's when you make a great decision is when your head, your heart, and your hoo-ha all scream, yes! And you're like, but that means most things aren't the right choice. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Oh, we have two minutes. We have two minutes. All right, enter you. Go. Tell us. I spent 20 years so I could develop interview. I swear, people, it's exactly my dream come true. I made it twice. This is the this is it, right? And it's now been alive and well and kicking for a year. I think a year, about a year, maybe a year. And it has everything I love. It's it, it's all my best content, funny. Like if you're a coach, you should learn it. If you're like you you must go through it and and even just listening to it will change your life but listening and doing the homework will rock you and during covid season we're giving all of our products except the corporate one inner you career all the inner you life inner you love inner you student for 50% off you're like the minute they open the doors fully will covid season be over and your prices will be back? Yes. I promise. <laughs> this is a life-changing program, you guys. Um, I'm working directly with Lauren, but I also went through interview, and it's incredible. Um, if you want to learn how to get your head and heart and hoo-ha all working. <laughs> but there's the, the interface is incredible. There's a buddy system. I can be your buddy on interview. Um, there's just so much good out of it. So check out the link I posted. Use the code same twenty same two four hours seven five, um, and and love it. It's it's really good. So fifteen seconds, it's gone. We got cut off. Oh well, I guess we got cut off. Bye everyone. Thank you for joining me on this episode of the Same Twenty Four Hours. Remember to rate, review, and share this podcast. It really matters. I appreciate it. See you next time.